What's up, aliens? It's Big Al. Welcome to another Dumb Sports Empire. And we did it. We made it to football season. It is here. It is on. It was beautiful. I loved it. You know what? It's a it's another all-football podcast. It's football season. Nothing else matters. Football is here. The defending Super Bowl champions beat the Dallas Cowboys. We've got... <clears throat> some training camp updates we've got some contract updates and then at the end i'm going to give you my picks for week one baby week one got a long road ahead every team thinks that they're in it every fan base thinks their team can win a championship this year there's nothing but blue skies everyone's team is going to overperform this year it's just this is the most enthusiastic you can be right before week one Let's get into it. Bucks Cowboys tonight was awesome. So I watched. I got home for like the last eight minutes of the game, but I was watching it at work, watching it, listening to it on the way home, <clears throat> trying to catch up, trying to keep up. It was a good game. My biggest takeaways from this game are the Cowboys look super good. The Cowboys were a minute and twenty six seconds from beating the Buccaneers tonight. Couple. I mean, several missed field goals. I don't know how they let Greg Zerline go back out there and kick that last one with a minute 30 left. <clears throat> several missed field goals. One was a 60-yarder. Um, can't really fault him for that. That's pretty far, but he had the leg for it. Greg the leg. Um, we had Tom Brady doing everything. You know what? Let's talk about the Cowboys. The Cowboys being good is such a weird feeling. And they're good when they're healthy. And this is the healthiest we'll see them, right? Obviously, because of training camp. Um, this is the healthiest we'll see them. They were a completely different offense than they were last year. Obviously, they had Amari Cooper, Zeke, and um, what's his nuts? CeeDee Lamb out there last year. Good players, but they didn't have a quarterback. They didn't have offensive line. Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins, Zach Martin. They didn't have any of those guys last year. This year, they've got, right now, they've got, the line they've got Dak Prescott they've got um I mean Zeke didn't do anything tonight but I think that was probably a good idea you got CeeDee Lamb was awesome Amari Cooper was incredible for some reason um but man it was it was just good to watch football and it was a really good game it wasn't a stink stinker like what was it last year you had um (laughs) Chiefs and Texans so it's the Super Bowl champ that plays the the opening night of football yeah, the Chiefs and the Texans, and the Chiefs just curb stomped the freaking Texans last year. Um, but yeah, you don't. I mean, some of these games are boring, some of these games are awesome. It just depends. You know, it all depends. So, great game. Tom Brady leads his team back. Fourth quarter comeback, all the way down in the field goal range. The funniest part was they're at first and 10 with like 18 seconds left, and they're on, they're in field goal range. They're at their final, I guess, resting spot for the game. And Tom Brady takes a snap, waits a second, and then just chucks a ball out of bounds. And I was like, that's weird. It wasn't even close to the receiver. And then he does it again, and I realize what he's doing. He's killing more clock than it would take. He wasn't even like, he wasn't going to take a shot at the end zone. He wasn't going to take any kind of shots. He was going to kill as much time as he possibly could, taking a snap and throwing the ball as far as he could, one of them almost ended up in the freaking third row. I mean, he was chucking balls, just killing as much clock as he can while also stopping the clock for the incomplete pass. 
just high IQ stuff. Super high IQ stuff. You watch it as a as a casual fan, you're like, this is dumb. But I mean, that's just something you'd expect from a seven time Super Bowl champion that's forty four years old and done twenty two years in the league. I mean there's there's nothing else to be expected of that. Dak Prescott looked really good. CeeDee Lamb dropped a bunch of balls. He still had a good game statistically. I think he still got twenty fantasy points. But he did not I mean he the only interception Dak had was a drop ball by CeeDee Lamb that should have been caught. And he dropped three, four balls tonight. It was not pretty. But it was definitely like first game I don't know about jitters, but like First game mess-ups, I guess you could call it. Speaking of first game mess-ups, I was so rusty fantasy-wise, and here is why. So I have this, I'm in this league of eight teams for a buddy, shout out Kenny, and this league has eight teams, so immediately I'm thinking like, eight teams, we're we're all going to have like a bunch of great players, this is awesome. And so I was correct. And then I end up with, let me read off my lineup. I got Alvin Kamara, Antonio Gibson, DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, Mark Andrews, James Robinson, Amari Cooper on my bench, Juju Smith, Mike Davis, Robbie Anderson. So I have I have an awesome team. Big Ben's my quarterback. And where I was rusty is I didn't look at my matchups. I didn't look at my lineups. I did the post-draft lineup and left it as is. And that is so freaking rusty on my part because I've got Amari Cooper on my bench with 38.9 points, not scoring crap for me. And this guy I'm playing played Dak and CeeDee Lamb for a combined 50, almost 51 points. What a jackass, man. So I've got, like I said, I've got DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, if I would have looked at this before, in hindsight, everything's 2020, right? You look back, you know what you should have done. You know what you shouldn't have done, whatever it is. Looking back on it now, it's so blatantly obvious to me. I would have left DeAndre Hopkins in there against Tennessee. That's fine. But I've got Allen Robinson playing the Rams. Starting over Amari Cooper, who has almost 40 points. And what I mean by that is Allen Robinson is playing the Rams. Jalen Ramsey, the best corner in the league, plays for the Rams. He follows every freaking number one receiver for the other team. And it's crap that I didn't realized this before and put Amari Cooper in my lineup. Like I said, hindsight's twenty twenty. I can sit here and pick apart my decisions all I want. But I did, if I would have made this decision, I would have been more cool with it. But I didn't make this decision. I just left my lineup as is from the post-draft auto lineup setter machine, whatever they've got. And now I'm just staring at Amari Cooper with 38.9 points on my bench. Another league I'm rusty in. This one pisses me off even more. It's just dumb mistakes. I drafted a kicker. Will Lutz was like, cool, good kicker. Kicks in a dome. That's always like my thing for kickers. I want him to kick in a dome just because weather isn't a factor, obviously. Like, I would never like draft the Buffalo kicker or the Green Bay kicker. That's just not my thing. I draft a kicker in a dome. Arizona, New Orleans, you get the picture, right? Detroit, whatever it is. I like dome kickers. So I draft Will Lutz, not realizing he's on the IR. Now, let me paint the whole picture. I mean, we're this is Tuesday? Yeah. No, when was Labor Day? Monday. Um, this is Monday. We're trying to put together this last-minute league because we've done this league all the time, and um, no one knew if we were going to do it again this year, and we kind of put it together last minute. So I'm kind of already throwing off my draft game, you know, not making excuses, just 
telling you guys what happened, right? <clears throat> Thrown off my draft game. Draft Will Lutz. Don't realize he's on IR for a groin injury. I'm like, oh, shit. I just drafted a kicker. It's going to be out several weeks. So then I do the right thing. I go in and I look for a temporary kicker. And that temporary kicker happened to be Ryan Suckup, the Buccaneers kicker. Now, I just said that I don't like kickers to kick outdoors, but Suckup playing for the, the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers, um, an offense that's really good, three-star receivers, um, and the best quarterback of all time. I'm like, they're going to score points, right? That's my thought process behind it. So I draft him. All right, pick him up on the waivers, and I drop Will Lutz. That's fine. I don't look at my lineup beforehand, and I don't play this kicker. My kicker spot is empty, and my freaking Buccaneers kicker is sitting. I mean, he only scored seven points, which isn't like a backbreaker, but my dumbass didn't even play him in the freaking slot. My kicker is sitting here empty, and I've got seven points on my bench. It's just, I hate having two kickers in my lineup, too. Like, why would you ever have two kickers in your freaking fantasy football lineup except to cover a bye week? That's, like, the only thing. But now I'm going to have two kickers because, because one's going to be locked in, and I have to pick up a kicker. I have to drop freaking, I don't know, I'll probably end up dropping Jamar Chase or Trey Lance. And I love Trey Lance because he's going to come out and be great, but, I mean, I, I'm going to have to drop him just to get a freaking kicker for this week. That's a shame. So I'll come out in a minute. I was rusty. I was fantasy rusty. I didn't come with my A game. And now I'm paying the price for it. Watching Amari Cooper sit on my bench with 40 points and then not even playing a freaking kicker in a league. I mean, I still have time to put in a new kicker, which is fine, but it's just frustrating. You know, I should have seen these things before. Should have paid attention to it. Putting too much on myself. There's six leagues. I'm in six leagues. I mean, that's a lot to handle, but I can handle it. I'm Mr. Football. Of my friend groups, I feel like I'm the one that's always like, oh, I need a, a filler for my fantasy football league. Alec loves football. Big Al loves football. I'm going to throw him in here. And I'm like, yeah, cool, let's do it. That's how I ended up in six leagues. I'm the commissioner of one of them. Commissioner of one, work league, um, a league with my friends in Ohio. Shout out to the Maloney Jabronis. And then, um, what else? Church league. One of my buddies, private family leagues. What's my last one? I say work league? Yeah, probably. Oh, my buddy Kenny, the one I was just talking about with Amari Cooper, 40 points on my bench. All right, so six leagues. It's a lot to handle, but this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I love. All right, don't knock me for it. All right, do we need to talk about anything else in the game? C.D. Lamb dropping balls, Tom Brady. Of course, you give Tom Brady a minute 26 to just get in field goal range. It's not going to go well for you. So Tom Brady doing his thing, which is good because I picked the Buccaneers to win. And when Dallas kicked that field goal to go up with a minute and a half left, I was like, uh, getting kind of sketchy here. But they prevail. So I am one for one on my football picks this year. Um, well, what else? We got, we got some training camp news. Why are all the Ravens players dying? They've got these freaking tissue paper ACLs. The Ravens are dropping. Literally, Edgar Allan Poe, quote the Raven, nevermore. That's literature. Look it up. I'm very well educated. Not really, but quote the Raven, nevermore. You've got Ravens players dropping like flies. A three, four torn ACLs and a torn Achilles? Season ending injuries. They're starting running back J.K. Dobbins, who is going to come out and be a stud. You got um, Gus Edwards happened today. I believe the third string running back. And now one of their best corners, Marcus Peters, torn ACL. I mean, light that practice field on fire. Move to a community park. I don't know. Do something. 
and don't say the field doesn't have like something to do with it because i mean that's <laughs> how do you how do you justify three four acl tears in a matter of like a week or two it's just it, you don't you really don't and don't say i mean the field doesn't have anything to do with it in canton a couple of years ago they canceled the hall of fame game because the paint wasn't right and players cleats were sticking like that for sure has something to do with it I played on that that field, not to brag. I was a Division two scout team defensive lineman, humble brag. But I played in. We played in Canton. We played on the Hall of Fame stadium, and people. We had a couple teammates that tore their ACLs on the crappy field. So I don't know what the Ravens are practicing on, but it would be in your best interest to just get Lamar Jackson off that field immediately. Of course, he's your best running back. They. It just came up on ESPN. J.K. Dobbins, Justice Hill was the Achilles. J.K. Dobbins was ACL. And then you got Gus Edwards and Marcus Peters. Three running backs out for the season. And now they get to my favorite, no, second favorite headline of the day. The Ravens signed Le'Veon Bell, which is so hilarious to me. They signed Le'Veon Bell, who, of course, assholed his way out of Pittsburgh, assholed his way out of New York, goes to uh, Chiefs, thinks he's going to get a ring, doesn't hardly play, and then no one was signing him at all this year. No one looked at him. I think the Ravens worked him out. Like, I don't know, maybe it was like a pity workout, but they work him out. Um, and then they have three running backs with season-ending injuries. They bring him in. They sign Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell and Lamar Jackson, I mean, they're so two completely different runners, which is insane because Le'Veon Bell might actually start this weekend. But um, then they bring in Devontae Freeman. And I'm sitting here like, is this the washed-up running back convention? Like, what is going on in Baltimore? They're bringing all these old running backs in that used to be kind of good. <clears throat> Le'Veon used to be really good. And so they bring in Le'Veon, they bring in Devontae Freeman. I'm sitting here like, Todd Gurley's still a free agent. Why are we not bringing in Todd Gurley to, to come? He had some good touchdowns, a bunch of touchdowns last year for the Falcons. I mean, this guy, I mean, he might still have it. And then I started thinking, I was like, Todd Gurley has so many knee issues. That dude would take a step on the field and tear both his ACLs, MCLs, PCLs, VCR, KFC. He'd tear everything, dude. He'd tear everything in his freaking knee, stepping foot on the Ravens practice field. So I was wrong there. Shout out to one of my uh, former players, Blake, who made that aware to me when I said they should sign Todd Gurley. And he was like, he's got the biggest knee problems in the world. But yeah, you're 100% right. Shout out, Blake. Shouting out everyone today. It's football season. I'm happy we're doing shout outs. All right, shout out to everyone. Now, to my favorite headline of the day, TJ Watt. TJ Watt got stupid paid. Highest paid defensive player in the league, TJ Watt. The story is great. Let's break it down. Four years, $112 million and $80 million in guarantees. The big fight. Now, the media creates all this fake drama and everything like that. It's like, oh, TJ Watt's sitting on the sideline. He's not practicing. He's He's holding in. He's holding out, you know, whatever it is. Every Everyone's all all worried about TJ Watt. And you know what? They got in my head. They did get in my head because I was sitting here freaking out that TJ Watt wasn't going to play on Sunday and he was going to hold out just to get money. Freaking out a little bit. They get the deal done the day of the first NFL game. And then the story comes out. Adam Schefter, I'm going to read Adam Schefter's tweet because it was fantastic. So Schefter tweets, Steelers outside linebacker TJ Watt overruled his agents who believed they could get more money today. 
probably because it was the start of the NFL season. They're like, oh, it's getting real now. We want to pay this guy to get him back in the building. Overrules his agents, who thought they could get him more money, marched into the office of Steelers president Art Rooney, told him they had a deal. And then the new highest highest paid defensive player excused himself and announced he had to go work out. What an awesome, I mean, TJ Watt, super likable. JJ, super likable. I mean, Derek, he's just whatever. He's the fullback. But these guys are super likable. They work their butts off. I'm so happy he got paid. I'm happy the deal's done. It got in my head. I was stressed a little bit. You know, it's fine now. But the real loser of this deal, besides AFC North QBs, is Derek Watt's wife. Because J.J. Watt married a soccer player, and she married J.J. Watt, and obviously, and he's got over $100 million. Now, T.J. Watt is marrying this girl who's a soccer player in Wisconsin, I think, and um, she's getting she's marrying a guy that's going to make over $112 million. And Derek Wife's Watt, Gabriella, married a fullback who's on a two-year, four-year, two-year, $4 million deal, which is still a lot of money. I would love to be on that deal. But pray for Gabriella Watt. She chose the wrong Watt. Turned down for Watt. She turned down the wrong Watts. I don't know if they made a pass at her, but um, turned down the wrong one. Poor gal. It's okay, though. Still a millionaire. Have two of the richest brother-in-laws ever. That's insane. But congrats to TJ Watt. I'm so excited. I'm glad he signed. Super excited. Steelers football's back, baby. That leads me into my week one picks. Now, listen to me if you want. Don't listen to me if you want. I was 72% last year. I have a friend that does a pick em pool. And it's kind of cool. You just pick the games every week. It keeps track of the numbers and everything like that. And either win percentage or whatever it is. There's a point system, but you pick the games, you get points, you get percentages for picking games. I was 72% last year, which is almost three-fourths, which is, I feel like that's really good, right? He told me that's about normal for um, for this league and for the winner to usually be about 72%, 75%. But I feel like that's really good. I feel like if you take what I'm saying and you take my picks and you listen to me and you get... 75%. If you bet on all these games in Vegas, you would win 72% of the time. All right? Not to brag. Humble brags. But here's my picks for this week. Week 1 NFL season. I picked Tampa Bay, so praise be they won. <clears throat> we got some real stinker games here. We got just awful awful games. First game, Jacksonville at Houston. What a total shit show. Houston, the worst run franchise in the league. Jacksonville, not too far behind it. I'm picking Houston because Tyrod Taylor is solid. He's not going to win you 9-10 games, but he's going to win these easy ones. Now, the question marks, I mean, Houston's got four decent running backs. I don't know anyone on their defense. But I just feel like Tyrod Taylor could be solid. I might end up changing this pick. I might talk myself into Urban Meyer um, having a good outing in his first game against the worst franchise in the league. But for now, I'm taking Houston at home because of Tyra Taylor over Jacksonville, who has Urban Meyer, who is a college coach trying to figure it out, and Trevor Lawrence, who's the number one overall pick, also trying to figure it out. Give me Houston. All right. 
LA at Washington. LA Chargers at Washington football team. I like this game. I might try to watch this game. Now the Steelers are playing at the same time. Um, yeah. I like the Chargers in this game. Even though it's away at Washington, they have to go fly across country. It's going to be 10 a.m. L.A. time. I still like the Chargers. I just feel different about the Chargers this year. The Chargers have been this fourth quarter fall-apart team. Where they were winning games. They have the most one-score losses in like the past 15, 20 years. It's insane how much they lose one-score games. I think the defenses here are evenly matched. I think the Chargers defense is really good. Joey Watt. Uh, Joey Watt. Wow. I got white defensive ends on the mind. Joey Bosa, solid. Um, they've got the Oklahoma linebacker, Kenneth Murray, solid. They've got Derwin James, finally healthy. I mean, that guy's been injured like a mofo the past few years. So I think the defenses are even. You got Washington as one of the best defensive lines. Um, Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, uh, Payne. You, they, it, they're solid. Two solid defenses. Sorry, take a swig of water. Two solid defenses, but Chargers definitely have the edge on offense. Justin Herbert's awesome. Keenan Allen is awesome. Eckler, who knows? He sat out the past couple of days, but I like their offense. Mike Williams, I mean, Hunter Henry's not there anymore. They revamped their offensive line. They got Corey Lindsay at center. They've got Rayshon Slater. They drafted a first-round tackle. Get Herbert some protection. I like the Chargers here. I like what they did. I like their new coach, Staley, from the um, – Rams defensive coordinator. I don't know. I, I like the Chargers here. Um, next one, Seattle at Indy. Indy has too many question marks. I think Indy's going to be good. I think Carson Wentz is going to be good. I don't know if he's playing this week. Um, but, I mean, the way Russell Wilson starts the season, even if Carson Wentz is playing, I would take Seattle. Because Russell Wilson always has, like, three, four good games to start the season. And he's Mr. Superhero, and they're like, I can't believe this guy's never gotten an MVP vote. And then he falls off the wagon later. So expect a hot start from Russell Wilson. Even though it's in Indy, I like Seattle here. Um, New York Jets at Carolina Panthers. I am, call me biased, I'm super high on Sam Darnold. I think he will turn his career around. I think he'll be awesome. I like Robbie Anderson. I like DJ Moore. I like Christian McCaffrey. <clears throat> Carolina's defense isn't horrible. They've got J.C. Horn, the top corner from the draft. I like Carolina at home versus New York. I'm, I like Rob Sala, the new quarterback for the Jets, or the new coach for the Jets. Zach Wilson have to be tested this game. How about a first first week revenge game for Sam Darnold playing his former team? That's awesome. Carolina, Carolina by at least 10 points. I think Sam Darnold's going to go off. He went off in the last preseason game against the Steelers. Doesn't say a whole lot, but, I mean, you know, Sam Darnold, totally back. Uh, Minnesota at Cincinnati. Minnesota, for sure. Cincinnati sucks. I mean, Minnesota's had a decent defensive line. <clears throat> I don't, I don't see Cincinnati improving their offensive line at all. The pick with Jamar Chase just baffles me. I know he's a good receiver, best receiver in the draft. I don't disagree with that. But you're not going to be able to use him when you don't have offensive line. So Minnesota's going to come in there. Since his defense sucks too, so you got Dalvin Cooks are going to run all over. Justin Jefferson's Adam Thielen. They're all going to gritty all over the place for no reason. But give me Minnesota in that game. Arizona at Tennessee. This was kind of a hard game to pick. I think this would be a really good game also. There's a few – there's a handful of these – one o'clock games. 
to one o'clock Eastern, ten o'clock Pacific. There's a handful of these games that are like really good games. This is one of them. Arizona, Tennessee. I'm gonna take Arizona on the road. Tennessee's good. Arizona's got a revamped defense. Arizona's offense is way better than Tennessee's offense. Um, Tennessee, not all there on the defense. Arizona improving on the defense. I mean, just imagine bookends of Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt. It's insane. You got Isaiah Simmons. You got Buda Baker. I like Arizona. I think Arizona starts making the next steps towards being like a really solid contender. And they play in the toughest uh, division too, which sucks. But um, I, I think they're well on their way to being solid. San Francisco and Detroit. I don't know if I really need to talk about this. I mean, Detroit's Detroit. I like Dan Campbell. I like their new coach. But, I mean, Jared Goff, not a great quarterback. I was just San Francisco. I'm high on San Fran's defense this year after everyone was injured last year. Um, not a lot to say. San Fran, for sure. Pittsburgh, Buffalo. Game really close to my heart. This game is in Buffalo. I want to will myself to say the Steelers are going to win, but I have to pick against my team here. I mean, they they handled us last season. We weren't at our best for sure. That was when we started our real demise. But, I mean, Josh Allen. I love Josh Allen. It sucks to say. I think Josh Allen is going to play really well. I think the Steelers' defense will play really well. I think this game could be really low scoring. Buffalo's defense is all right. Steelers' defense is obviously pretty good. But, I mean, Pittsburgh, Buffalo's offense and Steelers' defense are up there. They're both, like, elite, right? So they're both top five, Buffalo offense and Steelers' defense. And they're off, uh, the Pittsburgh offense and the Buffalo defense are kind of evenly matched, too. So I think this game is evenly matched, but I think Buffalo wins this game. Hopefully it's close. I give Buffalo a close win. Three points. Philadelphia at Atlanta. This one's kind of hard for me. Got a bird bowl here for week one. Philadelphia, Atlanta. I like Jalen Hurts. He's consistent. He seems like he works hard. Seems like he does a lot with the playbook. Nick Sirianni, man, that press conference, I can't get over. Like, I wanted to pick against him because of the press conference. And then you got, so I like I like new coaches at the beginning of the season. New coaches come in. They come in rejuvenated, refreshed. I feel like new coaches come in sometimes and just dominate games. Both these teams have new coaches. So I am taking Philadelphia for a better defense, go into Atlanta, shut down Calvin Ridley, and Philadelphia just they have a better run game, they have a better defense. I think Philadelphia controls this game. I'm going to give them the win. Cleveland and Kansas City is a really good game. Um, recap or redo, rematch, whatever it is. It's late. I'm tired. Uh, Cleveland at Cincinnati. No. Wow, way off. Kansas City hosting Cleveland. There we go. All right, Kansas City hosts Cleveland. I think it's going to be the same kind of game that it was last time. I mean, Patrick Mahomes got last time and didn't got hurt last time, didn't really play uh, the second half. Kansas City still won. I think it'll be closer, but I don't see Kansas City losing this game. I mean, it's hard to bet against Kansas City. I like Cleveland. I think they're a really strong team, but it's hard to bet against Kansas City. Green Bay at New Orleans, if this game would have happened last year. I guess it did happen last year. I forgot who won. But I think Green Bay won. Um, I would take Green Bay if it were happening last year, even with Drew Brees. But, I mean, without Drew Brees, you got Jameis Winston, who has a reputation of being super careless with the ball. Um, give the ball to Aaron Rodgers on a couple turnovers. I mean, it's over for you. He takes advantage of that stuff. I mean, he's a great quarterback. Uh, give me Green Bay in New Orleans. <clears throat> 
Denver and New York Giants, this game kind of blows. I have to take Denver because I think Mr. Teddy Bridgewater is super consistent. Man, the Giants are just a big question mark. You know, they, they flashed some good games last year and they had some awful games last year. Denver. I'm taking Denver. If Drew Locke was starting, I'd take New York. But I'm going to take Denver because I like Teddy Bridgewater. Miami at New England. I always like these games. These games are... I feel like the Dolphins always win random games against the, the Patriots when Tom Brady was there. Now that he's not there, I mean, you got Tua versus Mac Jones, Alabama teammates. Kind of cool. I, I feel like there's no way Bill Belichick has a season like he had last year, right? Am I crazy? That's all I've been hearing is that Bill Belichick won't have two losing seasons in a row. Give me New England over Miami. I like Miami's defense. New England getting a lot of players back from um, COVID opt-outs. New quarterback. They spent the most in free agency this year. I can't imagine Bill Belichick just goes out like a punk like that. Sunday night game. Chicago Bears, Los Angeles Rams. I'm really high on the Rams this year. That Matt Stafford pickup, I mean, is... I have been trying to draft Matt Stafford in all my fantasy leagues. I like Cooper Cup. I like Robert Woods. I love their defense. They might have cracked the code on on how to create a team. Just don't draft anybody. Just freaking trade all your first-round picks away for these guys. Trade them away for Jalen Ramsey and Matt Stafford. But I like the Rams at home in L.A. I don't think the Bears stand a chance. I think the Bears are all right, but hopefully we see some Justin Fields here. Obviously, they're going to start Dalton because they made a promise to start Dalton, but, I mean, that's not going to be what anybody wants. I think Dalton will play probably this whole game. The Rams will just tear him apart. I think that Fields won't play for, like, three, four weeks. They'll be playing, like, kind of bad, and the fans will just demand it. That's how it goes, especially for a, a Chicago organization that's not super well run. Last game, Monday night game. Only a single header on Monday night this year, so look out for that. But I think it's a good one. Baltimore at Vegas. Um, not going to bet against Baltimore. Even with no running backs. I mean, Lamar Jackson's the best running back on that team anyway, so. Ooh, am I taking cheap shots at the Ravens? Yes, I am. Lamar Jackson is a running back at heart. All right. Baltimore over Vegas for sure. I like Vegas in some games. Like, I picked them to beat the Browns last year in Cleveland, and they did, which was cool. I like them in some games. I don't like them in this game. They have a terrible, not a terrible, they were bad on defense last year. And you got one of the most explosive offensive teams out there. Even with the injuries the Ravens had, they're explosive. Lamar Jackson is explosive. Decent passer. Um, Their receiver core got better through the draft. Sammy Watkins is there now. Still a good O-line. Getting uh, Ronnie Stanley back, one of the best tackles in the game from a broken leg. And Vegas just doesn't have it, man. They're not going to do much against Baltimore's defense. There's no way. All right. That's all the games. I'm so excited. Full NFL slate. I'm going to try to watch football all day Sunday. We'll see how it goes. It's harder when you have a kid. You have to be up during the daylight hours. But big stuff going on this weekend. I won't preview all the college games either because I've already gone long going off through the NFL stuff, but look out for Iowa, Iowa State this weekend. That'd actually probably be a good game. Um, I think Iowa State's ranked like ninth and Iowa's ranked 10th, so pretty evenly matched according to the AP poll. 
And then um, Oregon, Ohio State. Big, big games. So I'm excited for those two games. I'll try to watch those. Um, and then USC plays Stanford, but Stanford kind of sucks this year. So hopefully we wipe the floor with them. Freaking nerd nation. About to put their faces in the toilet and flush. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Love always. And remember, Iowa sucks.